The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great, 1 o'clock every Saturday on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. We take the show till 3. Uh, packed show, actually. We've got uh, Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Roxy Ramos, her project manager. This is going to be good. All right. Um, so, Rhonda, tell me again, because you've told me before, what is the scope of your business? Interior designer. Yeah. Uh, do remodels. You do remodels. Mm-hmm. You do interior design, even interior down to the design. point of, uh, I, I need a I need a couch. Need a couch. You can come to me if that's all you need. You can come to me. Right. I'm not picky. You know, if you want, you know, to just do a room, that's fine. We can do that. If you need a remodel done, we can consult with you on that. If right. I need the drawings done. We can do, you know, I can do the drawings for you to figure out what that space can become. If I had a house, and I do, mm-hmm. and I was um, just looking for an accent wall, because I've learned a lot about accent walls over the last few you months. You are intrigued. I'm with intrigued that. by the idea that <laughs> I grew up in an era where a room was maybe turquoise, and they would keep it turquoise. Right. And the whole thing would be turquoise, east, west, north, and south. Such is not the case now. Right. I would say design now is simplified. Yeah. You know, it's not very fancy. It's more about being subdued with textures and so forth. So, you know, usually people don't put a lot of color on the wall. So that's where the accent walls come into play. Right. You know, they might want to do a wall that has, you know, a different color on it or a wood feature on it or wallpaper on it or just, you know, different color, whatever. You know, so it just brings a little bit of life to that room. Right. um, Because everything else is kind of subdued in the trends of today. My wife has what appears to be window. Oh, they appear to be windows. (laughs) <laughs> they, they really do. They're, they're um, uh, Hobby Lobby uh, special with no glass, but it's the frame. Right. It's hanging on the wall. Right. Would you call that an accent wall? No. That's no. just artwork or that's just that she's the, put it on the wall. Right, yeah. We still open up the possibility that we're going to do an accent wall then. Exactly. And sometimes when you do an accent wall... The accent wall becomes the art, you know, so let's just say, for instance, I'm doing a bedroom and the bed wall is going to be the accent wall. Yeah. Right. And it could be like a really fun wallpaper that becomes the art. So you wouldn't put like a piece of art over the bed when you've got something that's really busy in wallpaper Mm -hmm. behind. It becomes the art, you know, so it just depends on what that accent is. If you if my like. Construction manager went in and did a, a wood feature on that wall with all different types of shapes, yeah. you know, and all that. You probably wouldn't put any art in it. Now I have put wallpaper inside of the shapes, th- right? This, you know, so yeah. it you know to bring more extra texture. You I'm know, just to uh, it. I'm trying to pick the small projects first mm-hmm. because on today's show we're going to talk about larger projects, right? And I want some specific examples 
um, of of things that you've done. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors is here, and Roxy Ramos, the project manager. How you doing, Roxy? I'm good. How are you? Let's talk to Roxy rather than Rhonda. <laughs> Let's leave Rhonda out of the equation for a few minutes. How long have you been doing this sort of thing? Um, I was an assistant project manager in Connecticut for 14 years. Yeah. And then I was a project manager for a real estate investor that was flipping homes yeah. in North Carolina for almost two years. And now I've been with Rhonda for two weeks. And yeah, For two weeks? Two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> and yeah. she asked me to come on this radio show. And she, <laughs> you must have, I hope you've soaked up a lot of Rhonda Benvy Plummer's attitude and you know whatever here. yes yes did you know what you were getting into <laughs> partially partially <laughs> oh, my word all right so project manager the phone rings with Rhonda. do you pick it up or do you have somebody no my design assistant is the one who answers so, the phone see this mm-hmm. is i don't want people to think when they hear help me Rhonda interiors i don't want people to think well it's just Rhonda. No. You've got somebody else, you know, taking the... I got a lot, you know, I have to have a lot of help. In, sure. in other words, if if I'm out meeting with clients, yeah. then the client that I met with the day before and I need to do things for, I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. right. You know, so my design assistant helps me pull those things together. So let's just say I had a client that wants me to choose wallpaper for them. Yeah. So uh, with my design assistant, you know, I kind of tell her, I'm like, this is what I'm looking for, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. She goes through the book. She pulls examples. And then I come in and she shows them to me. And I'm like, yep, yep, nope, nope, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And so I'm only as good as my help. You know, every anybody who tries to do everything themselves is right. going to be... Exhausted. I mean, you, this is a, a business that I already work, you know, seven days a week, you know, right. so if I didn't have my assistants, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I have no yeah. idea. You yeah. have to take one third less jobs. Exactly. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. No, um, my dad called getting what a getting's good. That's yeah, what my dad absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and just so people realize, we've talked about this on the show. Roxy, you're getting into this at a good time because... Somebody might have been Rhonda said on this show, if you're not busy and you're in the home remodel, you know. Home business period. Home business period, other than real estate. If you're in the home business period and you're not busy. Probably need to get out of it. You need to go in (laughs) sneaker sales. Right. Right. It's because it's busy, totally wall to wall. It's busy. Rhonda, Mm -hmm. tell me when it is you call your project manager who is right here roxy ramos when do you enter you know go in that direction right so usually the first step would be the client calls my design assistant picks up yeah and you know somebody might say you know uh i'm looking to do a kitchen remodel yeah right and you know, I, I got other things I want to do, but that's where I want to start, right. right? So my design assistant sets up the appointment. Mm-hmm. I go to the first appointment just to see what all it's going to entail. Right. Right. Sometimes, you know, it might be a little bit more than they told my assistant, you know, whatever. So I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Right. And then I make an appointment to go back with Roxy, yeah. my project manager, and Brent, my construction manager. Right. So that's when we go and we're talking with the client. We're taking measurements. We're, you know, talking about exactly what they want to do so that we can get the quoting process started for them. Right. And so that is like number one steps. 
you know, and so we get the quoting process done. And once they decide they want to move forward with the job, we get them on the calendar while we're waiting to get their job started is when I then do the design process with them. So, so I'm become now from, you know, overseeing the construction part, right, to now designer. And now the construction part has turned over to Brent and Roxy. Right. Right. You know, so now I get to go and do all the design with them. So we're picking out the cabinets, the countertops, the tile, the plumbing, the knobs, the lighting, all that that entails. So that we've got all of that ordered and ready to go. And it's in by the time we get ready to start the project. So step one might be Mm -hmm. designing what you're going to do. And which walls are going to get knocked down? If any. Or repainted or, you know, which sink is going to be moved and how far. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Step two is you, you know, Mm -hmm. going to the finished stuff, planning the finished things. Exactly. All right. Roxy, everybody's seen HGTV. (laughs) (laughs) And on HGTV, I, I don't care what time of day or night, there is always, there's always characters on the show. One of them tends to be a fairly good-looking person who you know is just has no experience. Beautiful nails, <laughs> couldn't couldn't, and I'm I'm stopping at the nails. I'm just saying, couldn't swing a twenty-pound hammer for her life. Mm-hmm. Is that your role? No, it's no. not. No, you're not standing around with all the subcontractors and hurry, guys. <laughs> Hurry, explain to me why you're doing nails here instead of screws. You're not doing that. Well, yes, I am overseeing them. I'm going over the floor plans with okay. each subcontractor in the beginning of the project to yeah. make sure they know what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm working side by side with Brent, the construction manager, overseeing the entire project. And but, what is your, I mean, we talked about your background, but mm-hmm. can you swing a hammer? Oh, yeah. yeah. And and well, and can you hit the nail? I can I can hit the nail. Okay, yes. I'm just saying. I've I, done some projects of my own. All right, yeah. so it's not <laughs> we're not we're not hiring somebody who is that sort of I don't know what it is the the person who is uh, pretending to run things. I you thought, yeah. really do know how to run these things. Yes, yes. And I feel okay. like we have a great team. You know, yeah. it's like teamwork gets the job done, yeah. you know. So, you know, Brent has helpers as well, you right. know, that help him, you know, with tear out and, you know, all of that. But, you know, sometimes you know, jobs run behind. So, you know, Roxy might be there, you know, putting the plastic stuff on the carpet, you know, so, you know, helping, you know, with that. Or she might be putting the zipper things up to keep the dust, you know, from going to the other parts of the house, you know, covering the floors. She might have to end up sweeping. She might have to run to, you know, to the cabinet place and get an extra cabinet part, you know, that, you know, is missing in action somewhere, you know. So it's a lot to Mm -hmm. it. And I mean, it's like whatever needs to be done to get the job done. At that point, Roxy, are you the main contact with the homeowner? Pretty much. You are? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll talk more about projects. I want to talk about specific projects they've gotten into. That's Rhonda Benby Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Roxy Ramos, her project manager of all of two weeks. <laughs> but we are going to talk. We have to direct this question to you about specific projects you are either into right now or have done in the last six months. Yes. If someone has a question, either for Rhonda or for Roxy, 
please do call 919-860-9783. I have a Cape Fear Seafood gift certificate for you if you ask a question. Just call up 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. I'd like to listen to the first segment again. Was it good? Oh, it was very good. (laughs) You were an excellent day. Oh, thank you, Rhonda. You did well, too. And so did Roxy. (laughs) Thank you. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Roxy Ramos, her project manager. Now, I promise to ask you, Rhonda, about some interesting projects you've been involved with recently. You told us about a bathroom. Yes. Designed by Cheech and Chong. Right, yeah. It it was a very interesting bathroom. Um, You know, when we came in, I think it was probably built back in maybe the 80s, 70s, 80s. I'm not quite sure. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just, I I don't know. It it was like you you go in and there was a hall bath and it had a sink and a toilet. Mm -hmm. And then it had a shot, then it had a door going into the master bathroom Mm. and the shower was technically you had to enter from the master but it also had a window in it to the hall and then the master did not have a toilet so in essence it was like what would you say a one and a half bath but it was supposed to be like a hall bath it was just very different it's very different well you Mm -hmm. told me you told me you could uh, a person could sit shall we say in that bathroom and look out a window? No, a person could sit in the hall bathroom, yeah. and if the master bathroom people were taking a shower, you'd be able to see the person on the toilet, <laughs> and the toilet person would be able to see them in the shower. And yet they were in separate rooms? But yes, they were separate rooms. It was very odd. And what mm-hmm. did you do? So they called you know, called us in yeah. and took all the measurements, and then I designed a new layout for the bathrooms. Now we're going to have two full bathrooms. And and let me guess, you can't see someone from you another room. And right. <laughs> so now we have completely separate two full bathrooms. And they're mm-hmm. technically near each other, but behind a wall. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's a wonderful thing. So it's a very nice thing. So not only is it going to be better for them, you know, because of the way it functions, right. but it also adds, it's going to add a lot of value. So now they've gone from... I guess they would call that a bath and a half. I don't know because it wasn't two full baths to two full baths, you know. So they added value immediately, you know, to their house and what they're spending. Are you occasionally running into houses and realizing what it, they built it without an architect? They built it with, you know, a three-year-old and crayons. It was just not. Sometimes it's well. very interesting how things are done. You know, like what were they thinking or. You know, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'll look at stuff and go, I, this doesn't make sense from any realm of my brain. You know, how, how did this even, you know, enter into someone's brain that that was a good idea? Right. Yeah. I, I sure. see homes where a wall is someplace it probably shouldn't be. Yeah, for sure. Or, or it wasn't needed. You know, it's like they just added it for just to add it. Or you got a small house and a long hallway, right. which eats up. Tons of real estate. It really does. Um, and, you know, there's a reason people are spending money and their, on their own homes as opposed to buying another home. Exactly. I think that's 
the majority of the calls that we get, you know, um, I would say if they're elderly people, you know, in retirement age or whatever, they're deciding that it's not worth to sell their big house and, you know, pay a higher interest rate and a whole lot more money for less square footage. So they're deciding to stay put and remodel to be able to age in place. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about aging in place because, Mm -hmm. you know, that is what I'm doing here at the radio station, but it might be what I'm doing at your, at my home. Exactly. And at one point, I injured my feet Mm -hmm. a while back. I actually was told to stay in a wheelchair. Right. There was no way I could do it. The bedroom door was too small. Gotcha. Expanding Mm -hmm. a a door door is not all, it's not the project that will break the bank. I have yet to see a house that I couldn't, couldn't make it where you could age in place. Yeah. You know, we've added elevators. You know, because they didn't have a, you know, a, a bedroom downstairs. Right. So right. we've added elevators. Um, a lot of people have enough land to add on, you know, so add a master suite. So that's that's yeah. happened, you know, downstairs. Or, you know, maybe they had, you know, a dining room, you know, the big old formal dining room. that's like the biggest room in the whole house downstairs. Yeah. And that's easy to convert to a bedroom bathroom, you right. know. So, you know, we've done that. You know, so it's like there are things that you can do where you're able to age in place and then still have room upstairs for your family, you know, when they come to visit or anybody to come visit. So a lot of people are doing that for sure. And can you ease entryways in any way for somebody? Absolutely. You know, so lots of times, you know, entryways are are built up, right? You know, there's a a lot of things. There's lift systems. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all kinds of things that you can do. You know, ramps, that type of thing, just in case. Right. You know, and anybody had to ever be in a wheelchair or just to make it easy. Some people can't maneuver steps, but they can maneuver ramp. Yeah. Right? We we actually went through that when I was stuck in a wheelchair for Mm -hmm. a while. I just, I got inside and I started pushing the wheelchair around. I said, this is ridiculous. I've had to declutter because because yes. of that. You know, you know, just just so you know, 36 inches is minimum space if anybody's ever in a wheelchair. That's what they call a handicap measure. You know, so 36 inches is a, minimum. A full yard. Yes. So if you're going to get around... You got to have 36 inches to be able to kind of get around and maneuver. That's yeah. the same, you know, for a bathroom, you know, to be able to turn, you know, a, a oh, wheelchair around in a bathroom and that kind of thing. For a standard home, that's out of the question. Yeah, it's it, you have to plan for a bathroom that way. Right. You know, so in other words, for a handicapped bathroom, sometimes you have to go in. Maybe there's a closet nearby. Yeah. You have to go into a closet to be able to get that space. You need to be able to rotate that's right. the way you got to think about it. Rotate a wheelchair, right. you know, or make the doors bigger because the doors are too small. And the time to do that, <clears throat> I should mention, is way before. When you're building it. So if you, you know, are older yeah. and you're building a home, yep. then you need to think about those things. You know, make the doors wider, mm-hmm. you know, where the wheelchair can get through them. Maybe do a zero entry shower. Mm-hmm. It's it's more expensive to do that, but a lot cheaper than doing it later when you're building a house. I don't mind telling you all of mm-hmm. those things look better to begin with. Yes, they do. <laughs> the, the zero entry shower is, I don't know, people's gift to each other. 
Right. It really looks great. It really looks really good. And it's, like I said, it's a little bit more expensive when you're building a house. Yeah. Not, but it's not crazy. Right. Um, but to do it after the fact is very expensive. Yeah. And the yeah. coolest thing, you get to explain this to people who are, um, who are your neighbors. They're all going to say the same thing. Uh, you don't get water out here. The water doesn't pull out of the... No, no. We engineer it so that the water goes downhill. It, get, it gets right. sloped. You might not see it to the eye, but you yeah. would feel it. And it gets sloped, you know, so that the water plays. You might get a little bit of splash, but it's tile, you know, so it's sure. not going to hurt anything. You know, you might get a little bit of splash, but... You know, there's just certain things, you know, when I'm doing something like even building a house or remodeling a house that I keep in mind when it's, you know, older people that are going to be aging in place. You know, there's you got to think about all the little details, blocking in the shower so that they can put up grab bars. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't put a grab bar if you don't have blocking in the wall. Blocking means blocking means a solid piece of wood where you know that that grab bar is going right. to go so that that grab bar is in wood. If it's in, you know, just the tile, yeah. you know, in the cement board, guess what? If you fall and you grab it, it's going to go with you. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's got to be blocked correctly, you know, and, you know, when you're doing that. So thinking about all those little de- details where grab bars are going to go. Right. You know, the right kind of tile to put on the floor so that they don't fall. You know, if it sure. does get wet, sure. you know, that all of those little things are, are big, big details that because I've done it, you know, for 28 years, yeah. you know, I, I know the things to bring up. You know, they might say, oh, but I want that shiny floor. No, no. No, you don't want no. that shiny floor. <laughs> you, you, you want some texture to it. Exactly. All right. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors is here. Also, Roxy Ramos, her project manager. We'll talk more with Roxy in just a moment. Rhonda, what number can we call you? I just have about 10 seconds. 919-263-9054. Or today you can ask her a question at 919-860-9783 and we'll buy you some, some food if you want to. This is Making Your Home Great on WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. Got to protect the brand by repeating it often. Yes. I heard that. I heard that this weekend on the news. Uh, Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and uh, Roxy Ramos, her project manager. And you're going to quiz Roxy about, about the way you guys work together and how you're, how do you turn things over to Roxy? Exactly. So... So I'm going to let Roxy explain what she does when, you know, when the, we've got the job and at the start of the job, like the day before the job starts, then Roxy kind of starts to take over. Yeah. Okay. What? So tell them what you do, Roxy, when you come into their house and you meet with the client the day before. Okay. So the day before, um, I message or I call the client directly, set up a time that works best for them. Yeah. And I go to their house with the floor plan, a sheet that we go over to figure out anything that they'll be reusing, donating, or having us demo in the house. Yeah. I fill that out. I leave that on site for the construction manager, Brent, so he knows exactly what's being thrown away or 
or um, kept. Right. And um, I go over the floor plan with them. I go upstairs or upstairs, downstairs, wherever. I'm just thinking of the most recent projects. <laughs> well, tell me about the most recent project. What, what was it? Oh, most recent project. That we bathroom. Were, that bathroom remodel with the, bathroom. the one toilet for the two bathrooms. Oh that God. had to be shared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's difficult. It was, it was odd with the window. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, some people are more open than others. Right. Obviously more open than others. Yes. Yes. We got Rich and Carrie. We're going to pick up with him. Rich, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing today? Hey, Rich, you're on. Welcome to the show. Great. I hope you guys. Good. What's going yeah. on? Hey, um, we're doing a, 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 bath, a master bath remodel, and we want to um, maybe find out about, uh, you know, what colors are on trend um, mm. from a combination master bath, master bedroom, uh, perspective, uh, you know, gray still, still in they on the way out. Uh, what, 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 what are you seeing? I'm praying for gray to be on the and, way out. <laughs> so I would say the warmer gray tones are in, um, oh, yeah. yeah. So the ones that kind of have the green undertones or the brown undertones, like if uh, you're familiar with Sherwin Williams, if you look at like um, accessible beige, which is some lights, it has it has a gray tone, some it has a beige tone. I would say that along with like amazing gray, um, city loft is a nice light color, yeah. and some lights it looks kind of gray, and some yeah. it looks kind of beige. So that grayish type things. So I think warm versus cool colors are a little bit more on trend and keeping things simple you know everything's kind of simple with a lot of texture so you know if you're doing picking out tiles you might want to think about bringing in you know a combination of um you know some porcelains maybe along with maybe a little bit of stone or a little bit of glass depending on the style of your house wow okay and could you just repeat the names of those um, paint colors again, please. Yeah, one city loft, and it that's it's it's a very light color, um, but it's really nice. It kind of is one of those that goes with everything. Amazing gray has a little bit of a green undertone to it, but it's still gray. How sweet the sound! How, how sweet the sound! <laughs> and then um, accessible beige <laughs> is a very nice one too. It it some lights it looks gray and yeah. some it looks beige. So it's also one of those colors that kind of just goes with everything. My yeah. house is agreeable gray. Agreeable Every gray. room. Agreeable gray has a little bit of green undertone. Oh, it's yeah. like a green and a brown undertone. Oh, yeah, to green it. and a brown. Yeah, green and a brown to beige. Cut <laughs> them, them off undertone. Sometimes when I say those things to people, they're like, okay, if you say so. But, you know, I, I really see the undertones of color. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you see it, you see it on the chip, the paint chip. You're not mm-hmm. seeing the last paint that the, was on the wall. I, you know, no, I'm looking at it on the chips, but if you look, if I go to a Sherwin William paint deck, I probably, yeah. in 28 years, I've probably used at least half the colors in that. Oh, you have? I kind of know, you know, what they kind of look like on the wall, and they do change colors depending on your lighting. Is agreeable gray out? No, I would say a lot of people are okay. still using it. I still, sure. I still consider that real estate gray. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the acceptable color that people can put on their wall it's safe and the real estate person says perfect don't change it. It, it it's pretty safe okay yeah rich i'm gonna send you a gift certificate from cape fear seafood i know we already have your information so take care enjoy 
Thanks Cape, so much. Cape Fear Seafood in Raleigh. He's going to enjoy. Oh, I'm telling you, the chowder is excellent. Um, let's see. Uh, second hour, we got Brock Evans of Triangle Radiant Barrier and Joel Worsham in charge of generators around here at Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Today and now, we're talking with Roxy Benvy, uh, Rhonda Benvy Plummer, <laughs> sorry, of Help Me Rhonda Interiors, and Roxy Ramos, uh, project manager for Help Me Rhonda Interiors. Yeah, it was kind of funny because my design assistant's name is Allie. But, Allie. you know, I'm Rhonda, and now we got Roxy, and my office manager is Ryan. So yeah. she was like, I, I guess I need to change my name to our name. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, again, I want you to know that just because you employ multiple women in this, you can get lots of hard work done. Uh-huh. Lots of <laughs> knock the wall down. Get drywall, you know. We we multitask like we multi no other. Exactly. Busted down. <laughs> Don't think that these ladies are going to then pre present with some sort of project, some sort of crafty thing. Because I see that on the DIY, DIY shows also. Hey, right. we're going to take all these pieces. We're going to glue them together and no, make something. I don't, I don't really do that. You don't do no. that? Mm -mm. I mean, we, we have taken, I think, probably the... the the things that I redo the most are sentimental pieces to people, you know, yeah. antique pieces, you know, whatever. And if they're up for, you know, a little modernizing of that piece, yeah. then, you know, I'll do that as well. Sometimes they don't want to touch it and we just got to figure out where to put it. And that's what we do. That's you know, I, I've thing. taken like an old piece and turned it into a sink. Yeah. You know, it, it it's great. If somebody has no idea of what sort of design they'd like to turn their house into, although they're willing to just go haul hog and change it. Mm -hmm. Can you help us through the... Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been told we're not going to talk about mid-century modern. <laughs> <laughs> you were instructed. I was instructed. We talked about it the last time. Uh, but country style. So it's very important when you are, you know, doing a remodel and, and stuff that... If you're only going to like do your bathrooms and your kitchens, yeah. you can't forget about the rest of your house unless you're planning on completely, you know, buying all new furniture, buying everything all new. Yeah, you still it's still got to blend with your things, but yet updated. And that's the one thing that I can really help people with. I can update you without having to replace your whole house. Right. Right. And that's important. You don't want to like all of a sudden everything in your house because you haven't redone anything in 15 years, you know, is gold and green and then yeah. go throw in a gray kitchen and bathroom. It, it's not going to look good. Right. right. You've got to stay. You got to update your house to what you have if you don't re plan on replacing it all. Right. And yet at the same time, Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. Will help you with furniture. Yes. And how? What is your experience there? Oh, I used to have a furniture store. Well, there you go. That yeah, will, that'll do it. Yeah. So I still have all of those vendors. Right. Um, I still have you know anything you can think of. You know, and some people will go out and they they might spend hours and hours shopping for that piece that they need that needs to be fifty four inches wide because they don't have any more space for that. And they look and they look and they look. I probably could find it in about mm, ten minutes. Right. Because I know. My products. I right. know what I'm looking for. Right. You know, so it's easy. And even if you don't want to hire a designer, 
you can call our office. You can talk to Allie, my assistant, yeah. and go, you know, I'm really, I'm looking for a kitchen table and I'm having a hard time finding what I want. Right. And she can shop for you and it don't cost you a thing, you know, so she can f- try to find that table for you. Really? And then when she finds it, you know, she can call you or email you some pictures and pricing and it might be your dream come true because you right. haven't been able to find it. There's no finder's fee? I mean. No. Not if it's my assistant. Now, if it's me, it's a different story. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, ch- we charge for your time. Yeah. You really are working seven days. Uh-huh, I really am. Ask anybody. Wow. Maybe have my husband call in and go, yep, she really does she work really seven does. days. <laughs> I have seen her since last Tuesday. I don't know, I don't know where she's been, but yeah, she's yeah, been, yeah. She been out working. Wow. All right. So well. I think, you know, with Roxy, she was kind of talking about, you know, what else she does before we got the caller. Yeah. What else she does, you know, with the client. So I think, you know, there's a lot of little procedures that get followed, things that, you know, make sure they don't get thrown away. Yeah. And then I think you 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 leave something there that's real important. So tell them a little bit about that as far as the, the mailbox. Oh, yes. We yes. have a mailbox now. Yeah. And we have in there the... Um, the timeline that I go over with the customer as well, with the client. Sure. And we have that demo sheet. And then every subcontractor, I meet them when they start on the job. So when the flooring guy gets there, I meet them, the tile guy, the painter, the plumber, HVAC. Sure. And I go over everything with them on the floor plan. Wait a minute. You're there when they arrive? Yes. Mm-hmm. I For meet, every single one of them? I meet each and every one of them. That's and I, I text and call them the day before to remind them. And then I also contact the client to let them know so-and-so is going to be there at 8 a.m. Right. Or 9 a.m. Right. So, and, and these people we're bringing in, you've worked with them before. Mm-hmm. They're usually, my, you know, they've called me and they might they might be a new client that just wanted to do a remodel or they might be an old client of mine that I maybe have done their house 10 years ago and they're right. calling me back to do something else. Right. I was talking about the people mm-hmm. who you bring in, the mm-hmm. subcontractors, the subcontractors. Who come in. Yeah. All right. Now, what about things like permitting? Yes. Yeah, so we can handle is, that as well. Is that yeah. you? Yes. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got into a little pickle with a fellow who... I was doing the, he hired him to do a job. And then at some point I needed to fire him. He said, well, you know, probably get in trouble with the zoning people when they find out that uh, you didn't pull a permit. Oh. You're, you're in, <laughs> you're rocks. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was a, like a threat. No. I said, I said, and and I, I wouldn't have fired him except for he had put a beam up to hold the ceiling and the beam was bigger than the, the the beams holding up the asphalt and the and the, the roof right and he couldn't hit the nail there were 153 dimples in the wood <sighs> wow and he's trying to you know of course it's hard to put a nail in between two rafters yeah it really is it's hard <laughs> that's why I don't do it um, <laughs> right so I tried to fu- fire him he said well I pull the zoning thing. You're in charge of this, and you're on top of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm just, I'm just saying. We talk about these small to the big jobs, painting one wall all the way to knocking a couple down. And I just want you to know that Rhonda Benvy Plumber of Help Me Rhonda Interiors is going to do it right. Yeah. That people ask. What's the difference between me hiring you yeah. versus another remodeling? You know, why why would I go with you? That's a mm-hmm. question that I've gotten before. Yeah. And my answer always is, is because you're getting everything 
in one person. I'm going to know your job from the very beginning, from the design concept all the way to the very end. So right. not only do you have a designer, but you've got the construction manager, you've got the project manager, I've got the assistant. You're always going to be able to get a hold of somebody. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just you get that little bit of extra when you have an interior designer helping you with your remodel. Yeah. I'm not just looking at that one room we're remodeling. I'm looking right. at your whole house. Right. Dan in Raleigh, welcome to the radio program. You are on. Thank how you. you. How you doing, Dan? What's uh, going on? Good. I just had a quick question. I don't know if you can help me or not. Um, I want to replace the um, sheet vinyl that's in my kitchen. Right. It's 46 years old and... Uh, Works wow. great with the, uh, I don't know if it's still available or not or anything like it. It's a red brick pattern surrounded by mortar. Oh, my. The wallpaper's got uh, thread in it. It's a it's, uh, real nice. Uh, like grass cloth? No, it's um, 1977. It's uh, <laughs> the uh, vertical fruit, blue and gold and red fruit. Yeah. Right. Separated by a panel, you know, in the in the uh, vertical strips. Right. And uh, really works great with uh, with this red brick flooring right uh, the paper still looks great and I'm, i like to keep things original yeah and it's um just got a the, the house has a quaint old-fashioned storybook look to it right and that just works great and i do you know um my home improvement contractor found something on the lowes app the same pattern but the color's not right it's more orange and brown more of a spanish look which i don't want i can't use i can't introduce any more colors right and uh, i just don't know um what who might have something like that or something similar. Right. So I, I will be honest with you. I don't do a lot of sheet vinyl any longer. It's kind of, you know, probably you might be having a hard time getting it because it's not as popular anymore. Well, so maybe um, a flooring company like Craig the Floor Guy yeah, yeah. Um, that's on the show here, right. he might have something. Even if he doesn't have it there, he might have access to it. Yeah. You know, you could you could call him or go there and show it to him. And I, I bet somebody who has a lot of flooring options could probably find it for you. Dan, uh, Craig is famous, but do you know his company? American Dream Flooring. Right? American Dream <laughs> Flooring and Tile. That's it. You look them look them up. So he might be. If it if you can't find it, yeah. then you know, another option might be um, like LVP. I don't know what's in the rest of your house, but uh, luxury vinyl plank is is really good uh, to add to your repertoire. It comes in a whole lot of different colors, wood yeah. finishes, stone finishes, that type of thing. Um and it can lay right on top of that sheet vinyl. Yeah. It just floats right on top of it. So that's that's another option as well. But I would try Craig to see if he, he has access to the uh, different linoleums and sheet vinyls. Or even a, even a tile pattern with the grout. Yes, exactly. Or if it were red. He's got, right. he's got some, some luxury vinyl tile yeah. that has simulated grout. Yes. You put it down, you're not going to know you're walking on. Tile, except right. for the fact that grout is never going to change colors ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it won't hold a lot of dirt either. So I guess what we're saying is leave your options open. Yeah. And because there's a lot of new flooring options out there, it might not be the same exact thing, but you might can find something that has the same coloring and stuff and you might like it even better. Okay. Well, I'll give Craig a call then. Okay. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. And if you've... If you found that you're looking at your wall and there are 
My dad had a wall board in, in, made in 1976, and it was patriotic. Absolutely. Spirit of 76. That, that you know was those, the year. Those colors, the colonial blue, uh-huh. sort of a faded red. It wasn't bright red. Uh-huh. It was a, a little bit more Americana. Americana. Yeah. If your home is still like that. Time to call Rhonda. Yeah. <laughs> call her up. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Roxy Ramos, her project manager, on the radio show for another couple of minutes. FM 98.5 AM 680, making your home great on WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, making your home great is on from one to three. And second hour includes uh, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. Thanks to the uh, Beach Boys for not suing us. <laughs> and Roxy Ramos, the project manager for um, Rhonda Benvy Plummer's Help Me Rhonda Interiors. And, you know, I wish I could tell you how many times I've gone to clients' houses and they always break out in song because they're they so sing, excited about the name of my company. Help me yeah. Rhonda. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my phone plays that. Does it it really? My phone plays that when it rings. And mm-hmm. you do help people. I do help me. I help, help me, help me, help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what other projects are you getting involved in? Oh, my goodness. So we've got, I think right now we have a, that bathroom remodel. Yeah. We have a uh Finishing out an attic space. Yeah. So we're doing that. That's starting. We have a kitchen and two bathrooms that's starting. Um, we have, Lord, what's the other one? We have uh, it's just cabinet install. You know, yeah. they already had a contractor, but I sell cabinets as well. But so they're getting, doing cabinets with me. And, well, that's good. And so my, my construction manager is the one who installs it. Yeah. So lots of different ones going on for sure. And that's just the remodel side. If you take right. the design side, I've got like 90 clients that I'm working on with. Wow. That. Yeah. All right, Dan mm-hmm. in Holly Springs, welcome to the radio program. You are on Making Your Home Great with Rhonda Benby Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Roxy Ramos, her project manager. Hey, Dan. Hey, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, Dan Ridley, I've got a uh, question for you. Sure. Okay. Just purchased the house. It has a garage. The garage has a mini split in it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, so it can cool it down. But when I go up above the crawl, the ladder to the crawl space is above the garage. There mm-hmm. is no insulation above the garage. So the garage gets burning yes. hot. Yeah, I believe it. Wow. Okay. So should I, uh, what should I do? Should I insulate above the garage? Yeah, I think you need to call Brock. <laughs> are, are you a regular listener to our show? I am. Okay, so you know Brock that's here. He's the, he's the, he's the insulation guy, right? And so he'll come out there and he, you know, for nothing and give you an estimate and let you know what you need to do to make that very efficient. So that's what I would do. Call It's called Brock. And Dan, one of the things is that Brock's company is Triangle Radiant Barrier, which is one form of insulation. But it's not right. the only one. He'll do everything from blown in to foam to batted insulation. Yes. Often it's a combination of one and the other. All right. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the house has about 13 inches. Oh, yeah. Right. 
had a, has a certificate up there of sure. the installation of the insulation. Yeah, that's kind of odd. That I it, got a question for you, Dan. The pull down in your garage does that access the rest of the what you would call the attic? Yes, it does. It yeah. does. So yeah. let me just say they insulated the house but didn't insulate the garage. Right. And yet the garage and the and and the, the basically that weird. attic area yeah. is full access hot air to insulated yeah, I would think that that would cause a lot of uh, moisture issues as well. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, I would call him immediately and get him to come over there and assess that situation for sure. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I will I will do that. Uh, Brock right. will receive a call from me. And okay. you guys always do a great job. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I don't know if, how old Dave is getting, but he, <laughs> he, he, he was there for all of Trader, and I listened to you all yeah. those years, and yeah. now you're making our homes great. Yeah, so good. I want to just say thank you to you. Thank you. Oh, that's thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. He remembers yeah. the previous. All right, take care, Dan. He remembers the previous show I did where we bought and sold things. Oh, that's cool. I was I was all in favor of people turning things and making it their own. Right. Right. Little antique items or vintage. Right. That's cool. Yeah, but if somebody comes to you and says, "I need a vintage something or other." Can you do that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not beyond going to some antique shops, which yeah. I kind of like to do. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I love shopping there. I know. I love, I love antiquing a little bit, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, you can take something old and my, it's kind of like my wheels are turning when I'm like in a place like that. Even if I go to like Lowe's and Home Depot, I'm kind of getting in the zone like, hmm, I wonder what I could do with that. Right. You know, so it's, it's like when you have that creative type of mind, you're always thinking about things that you can reuse and repurpose just with a little extra love added to it very good mm-hmm. you got about a minute and a half left in the program what can we tell about uh, roxy's work roxy is doing a great job so far and yeah. so she she will be you know the liaison between me and the kind of the client yeah you know it's hard for me when i'm out in appointments you know i don't answer the phone you know, so they Understood. have to, yeah. so the client has to have that liaison. So if something comes up, you know, if something's leaking yeah. or something's happening, you know, which construction, so things happen, mm-hmm. they need to be able to get a hold of somebody immediately. And that's that's why we have Roxy for sure. Half a minute. Your telephone number and your website. Nine one nine two six three nine zero five four. Help me ride to interiors dot com and then check us out on Instagram and Facebook under the same name. Help me ride to interiors. We're gonna be posting a lot of before and after pictures. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Very good. And I know she's got a bunch of pictures, so stand by with that. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Run to Interiors, thank you. Also Roxy Ramos, her project manager on making your home great. Coming up next, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. We needed his work at my house this week. I'll tell you that in a moment. The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. <laughs> FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is making your home great. 
And I'll tell you what, we could just keep you guys talking about HVAC and uh, air conditioning and <laughs> insulation all the day through. But when we're not going to talk. When about it's it. this hot outside, I mean, yeah. that's that's the topic. Is what can we do to combat this heat? All right. Before we turn to Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, maybe while we're turning to you, Joel, uh, we had a call last hour. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier was the specific person to answer this. This fella does have a mini split, I think. Dan, I think, has a mini split. And he's he's running it, and he's got no insulation above the garage. Mm. I didn't think it made any sense that he's got no insulation above the garage, and yet he's got insulation above the house. If he does, in fact, have a mini split or yeah. is running an air conditioner in the garage. Sure. You absolutely want that garage insulated. Sure. Otherwise, that, that air conditioner is never going to be able to keep up. It's going to just be running nonstop. The utility cost is, is going to be through the roof. Now, insulating a garage is not done per code. So when a house is being built, yeah. you're not required per code to insulate the garage because that's not considered living space. You're not running an air conditioner out there. Okay. And as we've said on the show before, air conditioning, HVAC, and insulation are like peanut butter and jelly. Mm. Okay? So good. You can have one. If you don't have the other, the first one's not going to work. It's a lousy sandwich. It is a lousy. Yeah, an all peanut butter or all jelly. No, that doesn't make sense. We got to do the PB&J. Yeah. So if you're going to have a mini split out there, run an air conditioner, you absolutely want to add insulation to that garage. Right. That's going to make a big impact in that space and going to cut down on the usage. Sometimes we talk about – sorry, go, go, Joel. Well, I was just going to add to that. You definitely want to have some type of insulation uh, R-value in the ceiling. Yeah. And then think about what you're going to do to the big garage door, and you're going to get a, a whole different spectrum of efficiency from that, that mini split. I would think that would be the hardest part is the garage door. It can be. Um, we get we insulate garage doors yeah. if they're the right kind of doors. There are some doors that um, you cannot properly insulate the way that we insulate them. Yeah. There are sometimes we get customers that call us out because they want us to insulate their door, and I yeah. get out there and it already is insulated. It, right. it was built with foam board insulation during construction yeah so some are already insulated some okay. are not some can be insulated right. and some can't but to address joel's point the more insulation you have in that space the yeah. more effective and efficient that air conditioner is going to be yes period inside my walls on my so-called finished garage there's no insulation mm, not if, if it's an outside wall that is, is wall, going yeah. to the garage, chances are it's hollow. Right. But if it's a garage wall that is uh, up against your living space, it's yeah. insulated. It is. Correct. If you have a floor, if you have a bonus room above your garage, it's going to be insulated from that garage ceiling to that bonus floor floor. Yeah. But the knee wall itself will not be insulated over the garage because the knee wall upstairs uh, where the bonus room is, is insulated. Yeah, okay. so the only thing code cares about is insulating around yeah. living space. Environmentally so, controlled areas. Right. So if you have a, a, a bonus room above your garage, that is living space. Yeah. Code wants it insulated on all sides. Yeah. So not only do you need insulation in the walls and the rafters and in the ceiling of that bonus room, 
but you also need it on the ceiling of the garage because sure. that's below that bonus room. Yeah. So if your garage does not have a bonus room above it and it is not conditioned, it is probably not insulated because it was not designed to be living space. So Dan's solution is some sort of insulation above the garage, either blown in or batted or whatever. Yes. And possibly other insulation if he really wants it to be efficient. Yeah. And, you know, if, if Dan calls us Triangle Radiant Barrier next week, we can send out one of our technicians to not only get measurements of the garage, but yeah. give him some advice on what other areas he could potentially insulate to help correct the problem. And Joel Worsham is here from Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Oddly, not to talk about HVAC, although you can, you know, chime in, you know, in that area. Your area is generators. Yes. Uh, whole home generators is our specialty and uh, the division that uh, we look after. We have our own separate division, and it's been a very, very good week for generators. And just to just to set the table, Comfort First Heating and Cooling does have, obviously, an HVAC end, mm-hmm. an electrical end. There's a, is it plumbing also? Also plumbing. Yes. Also plumbing. Mm-hmm. All right. And generators. That's we correct. needed you this past week. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty busy week, wasn't it? It, it, <laughs> it was. A, there was a clap of thunder near my house. And that wind. And that wind. Yes. You know you know something's coming when the day before the storm comes. Power companies are already issuing you warnings that there is going to be, not possibly, right. there is going to be power outages. Yeah, right. we lost it in Garner, you know, and I got out the next morning and most of the branches from all the trees around my property are now in my front yard. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. must have been an impressive windstorm. Very short, but effective. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there were some major power outages throughout this, uh, the broadcast area. Yeah. We lost internet, lost power. Now, luckily, the power came on about two hours later, but internet took, I don't know, the next day before that got back. And I know a generator doesn't necessarily help with internet. That's the internet company. That's fine. But it would have been nice to have power during that couple of hours. Yes. Man, you know, life is really boring when there's no when there's no electricity. <laughs> I'm not gonna you don't think about it till there is none and then you're like, Well, now what? Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't bright enough for me to read <laughs> even near the door. Yeah, it was ten thirty at night. Uh, right. And and it was it was um Obviously, my wife and I had to talk to each other, which was, you know, it was like, this is how the Amish live. You know, I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't plan on this. Uh, so Joel, a whole house generator, would have kicked on how quickly? Less than a minute. Less than a minute, you would have power on your house, uh, uh, running off the generator. Uh, you know, the generator usually will. Um, sense power outage, and within eight seconds to 15 seconds, it's running. Yeah. Uh, and then a 30 seconds to 50 seconds after that, it's already transferred power to itself. And what we saw in that event, though, yeah. we yeah. saw that wind come through, and so we saw a lot of power flicker before yeah. power outage. Or if there wasn't a power outage, we saw a lot of dimming lights, we saw a lot of flickerness. Your generator's going to start because it sensed that. And so yeah. it's going to come on. It may not transfer power. The transfer switch mechanism may not transfer power to itself, but the generator's running, ready to go. And then in five minutes, it'll shut off. I like this. So it's anticipating, really. It, it kind of is. It, it's sensing the flickers. It will anticipate. But uh, when it's a, you know, a straight up, it's on, it's off, it, you're yeah. going to have just a short lag and it's sure. on. Yeah. Sure. And, and these are I, – I was watching this television – 
business show. I want to tell you about it. It has nothing to do with generators. But this fella found out, this fella Andy, found out that his new girlfriend, I think it was Becky, had was real posh. She had she had money. Okay. Mm. She's kind of rich. And his friend, uh, Barney, told him that he's Andy, she's too she's too rich for you. And as it turned out, she wasn't too rich for him. People think of generators like they're like Becky. She's too rich. <laughs> she's too rich. The generator is just too rich. That's for other people. It's it's actually not. More and more people in the middle class working area are getting generators. Yeah. Obviously, uh, some more of our senior citizens are thinking of. I don't. I'm by myself. I, yeah. I, I, and they're not, you know, well off. But they're they're sitting there thinking. I don't want to be a burden on somebody if I can't get in and out of my house or, yeah. or I don't have power. Uh, but generators are affordable. There's great financing plans for minimal payments that yeah. give you flexibility to move forward with this project. This is not something that you're going to have to save up uh, years and years and years to before you can explore. It's something that you can address now. I think I think as as you know, the last few years, as as many of us have started working from home. Yeah. A lot of us, you know, not I'm not included in this next one, but a lot of people out there are now getting electric cars. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, the majority of them are getting charging ports that they're bringing home and, and hooking up to their house. So if there's a power outage at two in the morning and your car is not able to charge and you get up to go to work the next morning and it won't start because there's still no power in the neighborhood. Yeah. These are all variables to consider. These are all good reasons that you would entertain looking into a whole house generator is I've got to protect the things that are vital for me to continue doing things the way that I'm doing them. Including a year's worth of venison and half a cow in the freezer. Well, that's expensive. Groceries are expensive. And that's one thing we don't think about is that freezer in that hot garage running, keeping all those groceries you know, cool, and we have a power outage and all that you're wasting, if you actually go to the store, you're, you know, and try to replace most of what you have in there, right? it could be thousands of dollars. That's right. not a no, that's not an exaggeration. I just went to the grocery store last week yeah. and I, I thought I was being pretty meticulous with sure, the things yeah. that we're buying, but you can turn around and go to yeah. check out. No, it's $400. That's it's right. like, golly. Yeah. Right. And if it's in the freezer, you're going to lose it after a while. Yeah. And the other so. thing you have to think about is what we what we see is you're talking about attic spaces. Yeah. Okay. But what's really important, uh, we see more and more houses being built in everywhere. Yeah. Right? And you're seeing dehumidifications, pump systems in these yeah. houses, yeah. sewer pumps. And these are items that have to keep, that have to maintain, right? right? And if you're in a storm that's having torrential down downpour and you've got some type of pump system that's yep. keeping your crawl space dry, it doesn't matter if it's encapsulated or not encapsulated or what have you done to make it nice, yes. you've now made harm to it. And that's where that generator is going to help keep that system running as well. Well, and, and what, uh, this last week when we lost power for an hour or two, I yeah. forgot I had a well because I went into the kitchen to turn on the sink. And oh, what yeah. do you know? Nothing came out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow, we lost water. Oh, that's right. I have a well. Yeah. You know, I, I, it'd be nice to have water in a power yeah. outage. So, yeah, another another good reason. I told my wife, I said, this is it. We're going to see who in the family 
forgets and tries to turn on lights. <laughs> just had it. It's we muscle reflex. You walk into a new room, you yeah. hit the light. All right. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. Talk to Joel Worsham <clears throat> excuse me, of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, and we'll give you a Cape Fear Seafood gift certificate free from WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. If you're calling in, get on the radio. Hang on. Let it ring. 919-860-9783. No question is too big or too small. I don't know what that means, but yeah. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier and Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Duke Power sends my wife a text. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of relationship she's got with them, but they she gets a text when the power has gone off. Yes. Usually they say, well, it'll be back on in two hours. Mm-hmm. This time she didn't have any information like that. That's when you know that the, the damage is, is extensive. Yeah. But the way the process works for any power company, uh, from my experience, is when they know a potential damaging storms coming through yeah they're ready but at the same time what people don't understand is when that power goes out they're assessed they have to have they have to assess the damage they have to assess what areas they hit first what 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 do we need to do to get that area do we need to bring subcontractors in to help assess that repair and then they have to allow their assessment teams to go out right as well as the 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 weather has to be stable for those guys to work safely Right. I mean, I mean, they can't go up and put it, get in a bucket truck when we're we're dealing with, you know, sixty mile an hour wind shears. You yeah. know, uh, obviously they're going to get out there as fast as they can, but that all takes time. So typically, when you have a mass outage, like we just experienced this past week, yeah. uh, you know, they may be on the north side of Wake County because that's where extensive damage is, but then all of a sudden, southern what southern Wake may just be getting hit at that time. You yeah. know, so. Yeah, it's a it's it's not if you think about it, you're sitting at home, you're on the couch, the power goes out. Yeah. Well, now they got to call somebody. Right. And they call the guys and they say, well, they're under a tornado warning, so I can't really go out there and fix this problem at the moment. So they have to wait until it's safe. Then they get out there, they assess it, they come Mm -hmm. up with the game plan and then they implement the plan. Well, you're still sitting at home on your couch wondering, what is going on? What are these people doing? Where is my power? Yeah, it, the it the takes, sun's out. Yeah. Our power should be on immediately. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It, it, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and, and what it ends up being is a tree that's taken down electrical lines. And that's going to take a while to clean up. Yeah. They're, they're, if they have to set poles and restring it and all that other stuff that has that we take for granted, it's already there. Yeah. It's going to take some manpower. Chris in Raleigh on today. Hi, Chris. You're on with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Hi there. Hey, what's I'm up? Enjoying your show. It's so interesting. Thank today, you. Especially regarding the power outages, because if you're away, which I was last week, that's not so great. Right. Uh, unless you have someone checking your house to come back and all the clocks are out, the everything's been off, so... It can get kind of serious, and yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe the generators are the answer. But I did have a question regarding the insulation for the attic. You can, uh, yes, go ahead. Which is wonderful. Now, the only question I have is: is a fan necessary as well in that attic? I have one over the garage. 
Uh, excellent question. So the fan is designed to help improve your ventilation. Uh, so typically when I go out and inspect a customer's home, one of the first things I'm, I'm taking a close look at is what type of ventilation that customer has. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Step one is ensuring you have good soffit ventilation. Now, if you don't know what soffit ventilation is, just write soffit ventilation down, and you can get online and look that up as soon as we're done with the call. That's the vents that are on your, uh, your soffits right behind your gutters. So if you okay. have good vents that are uh, mounted in your soffits, then that means you have good intake ventilation. Outtake ventilation is going to be a powered fan or a ridge vent. Now, if you have a ridge vent, it's not typically necessary to have a powered fan. If you do not have a ridge vent, then a good argument can be made on why you would ha- want to have a fan installed. Does that make sense? Yes, it's a great answer. So we'll have to look into that. Now, who would install the fan if necessary? Well, I'll give you a recommendation. If you're doing a fan, there are two types of fans. You can do an electric fan or you can do a solar fan. Electric fans are counterproductive. You're using electricity to cool off an attic to save on electricity. So in most cases, it cancels itself out. If you're going to spend the money to have one done, I would recommend looking into a solar attic fan, of which there is actually a 30% federal tax rebate this year for any solar-powered equipment. Um, If that's something you're interested in, we install those at my company. So you can just look us up at triangleradiantbarrier.com. We'd be more than help, okay. uh, happy to help you out. Oh, that's fascinating. I didn't know about solar-powered fans, so that makes more sense. Thank you. All right, you're well, very Chris, welcome. you're very, very positive all through this call. And just because of that, we're going to give you a $25 gift certificate from Cape Fear Seafood Company. Enjoy. Thank you. You're very welcome. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, and I really, really enjoy your show every Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. All right. Joel Worsham is here from Comfort First Heating and Cooling. I hope you don't mind him mentioning solar because, you know. Oh, no. Solar fans for an attic is the smart way to go. Sometimes people, you know, throw into the whole category getting big solar panels on on the roof or getting getting a generator. Well, they can both work hand in hand together. Yeah. Okay. But most solar systems only work when you have power because they're reading what the meter is doing. So they can only deliver power when that meter is turning. Now, obviously, we don't have turning meters anymore. We have digital. Yeah. Uh, unless you have solar backup where you have inverters that are going to be, uh, you know, storing the battery, uh, the power that those solar panels are producing into batteries. Right. And then you can run off of batteries. But That's a lot of money. It's extremely a lot of money. But the thing about it is, is what exactly are you going to be able to power up and for how long, right? So those have to be sized accordingly for the load demand, and you're not going to have all the load that you possibly could have like you would for a generator. No, you wouldn't, of course. And then the sun goes down, and where are you? Yeah. In the dark. Well, yeah, I mean, the batteries is what's powering it up, but the batteries have to be charged. You know, the other 
system that you can get is energy power storage systems that don't run off of solar. They're actually storage power off of what that generator is doing and what that power company is doing. And then they can help maintain as well. So you wouldn't need a generator uh, uh, to run as all the time, but maybe just in your uh, non-peak moments. Yeah. So there's different kind of categories that you can have to have standby power. We're going to talk on this show about the process of going through and getting a generator at your house. Um, you do the you do these a lot at the beach, don't you? Well, oh, we have really? started going to the beach. You have, yes. And and people who are affected by flooding, typically, mm-hmm. you're putting them up on stilts. Yeah, we have to have specific stands. And one things that uh, we see is we see some generators installed incorrectly when they're on wooden stands. Oh, that's wrong. How? Because it's a combustible source. You can't, so, can't do that. Oh, you can't use wood. We're no. going to talk more about that coming uh-huh. up. This is Making Your Home Great on WPTF. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling is here along with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. You want to talk about generators or insulation or your crawl space, you go ahead and call 919-860-9783 on making your home great. So, Joel, a telephone rings. I call you up and I say, Joel, I need a generator. Yes, and you, well, you ask me how big my house is, and then you show up with a generator. <laughs> Man, it'd be nice if it was that easy, yeah. wouldn't it? Uh, no? We have a, a a lady in the office, and she'll do a true vetting, uh, getting some information, obviously, to kind of give us an idea of what we're looking at, uh, what you're interested in doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, myself or one of the project managers that our sale generators will come out. They'll actually uh, kind of listen to what kind of is a – 100% demand I want on all the time, you know, yeah. and typically it's going to be a, a small list of appliances. Uh, and then we, we kind of look at the environment as a whole. Can What else can we give you, you know, and then we perform a load calculation. And then we show that to the customer that, you know, we're not looking at this little 7.5 kW generator yeah. that's stationary. Uh, we can go right up into a 12 kW or an 18 or a 26 and for a few dollars more, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're able to have air conditioning and heating. And then we look at uh, the gas situation. What was it going to take to accommodate? Because ga- generators are very large gas-consuming appliances. And 99% of every gas uh, utility that's on a house is going to have to be modified or changed or upgraded. Well, uh, and why is that? Because we're adding a load demand onto the meter. We're adding a load demand on the piping that has already been designed for the purpose of that house. And what happens is you can't just unscrew the black iron and add a T and and pipe in the generator. No, because that's going to affect the gas uh, relationship to your water heater. That's going to affect the relationship to your heating system. And so we have to accommodate that, that demand because we want those appliances to work at the same time that generator is working. And we don't want to make it a dangerous situation. Sure. Uh, and so we do a calculation on that. And then we look at the site. Uh, where, where would you 
want this generator. We don't want it to be a nuisance. We don't want it to be an annoyance, not only to you, but to your neighbors. But we also want to make it in a safe location. Yeah. Do you have an HOA? Is is there some type of requirements that they're going to they're going to want to see right. as far as location? Uh, and then where what jurisdiction are you in? You know, uh, what township? What county? Uh, because we may have to go one step further and get a site plan. Have you seen the movie Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. Okay, the formula that was on the board, I saw that, that's yes. what it takes to put in a generator. Oh. There's there's so many factors yeah. that go into getting a generator. It 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 takes a calculator and a team of people yeah. to figure out all the calculations. Just the process yeah. of by the time that person says, "Yeah, I'm ready to move forward and sign on the contract." Right. To the time we show up is not going to be the next day. And yet, at the same time, even though that calculation has to be done, all those things have to be right. All I need to do is call Joel. Yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not spending a lot of time doing other things. No, you call us. We, You're talking about a less than an hour of yeah. your time, and we can figure all this information out. Right. And then uh, at, at that moment... You know, once those boxes are checked and we, we give you what our recommendation is, you're going to get, uh, you know, two to three options yeah. of what you can do. Yeah. And it's just a matter of once we pull the trigger, it's just a matter of us picking up the phone or getting on the computer and start putting those processes together. Yeah, pull the permit. Pulling and, permits, getting power companies lined up, yeah. getting gas companies lined up, getting inspections lined up, yeah. zoning. I mean, the biggest the biggest slowest part of any generator installation is if you're in an area that does require some type of um, um, plot plan or survey or, yeah. or, or HOA approval, Yeah, that's the only thing we're waiting on. I mean, is, is those areas, you know, yeah. everything else is turnkey. Could easily take a month with the HOA. Well, I was going to say, always waiting on the HOA. I've got three or four customers right now waiting for us to go out and put in the solar attic fans you yeah. know, that we contract RoofWorks to come out and install. Yeah. And that's what we're waiting on. Yeah. It's waiting for the HOAs to not only approve it, but tell us where they can be located. And one of those HOAs <laughs> came back yeah. and said, you guys can absolutely put one up there. It has to be on this roof facing. We were like, well, it's a solar fan and that's under the tree canopy. <laughs> So is there another location that we can put this where it will actually work? So yeah, yeah, we, we deal with HOAs a lot. I don't actually want to say anything against HOAs, <laughs> particularly because my wife is the, the queen of our HOA. She's the president in charge. Well, dealing but with a local HOA is different. Yeah, well, it's it going to take a month. Yeah, so, some, so you're some, royalty. If she's right. in charge and you're married yes, to her, am, she's yes, the I queen. Am. You're the the what jester? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, so, you know, uh, some of the HOAs are not even in the state of North Carolina. They're they're regulated and governed right. out of a company in Florida. Right. And oh, yeah, I mean, ninety yeah. percent of carry is that way. Yep. <laughs> really? Yep. Yeah. So it's a heck of a process for some of these homeowners to get approval for HOAs. And it, right. it does prolong their process, not on our end, but their process. Right. Okay. We figured out how big I want it. The HOA, the zoning, and everybody, the site plan, it's all done. Then what? Well, then we schedule the date. Yeah. Uh, we make sure that uh, all the utilities are involved, and then we come out to install the generator. And typically, it's uh, depending on the work. It could be anywhere from one day to a four-day job. Yeah. And and that's the guys there working, 
you know, 10, 12 hours that day getting it done. It's it's a process. You're going to be doing a significant amount of electrical work. You're going to be doing a significant amount of, of gas work. Uh, and then once everything is done, signed, sealed, approved, and we're able to go do that walkthrough, we're going to load test that generator. We're going to test it numerous amount of times. Yeah. We're going to put it through every possibility that can simulate what that customer is going to go through. And so then uh, we hook up their monitoring system, and it goes on our online system, and then we're the eyes in the sky. We're watching them. Now, that all sounds really expensive, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah it does. <laughs> really expensive. All right, but what if they finance it? Are we talking, is this less than $1,000 a month? <laughs> well, if you want to do 12 months, same as cash. Yeah, you can be around that part. <laughs> but honestly, most of the payments are around less than $200 a month. Less than $200 a month. Yeah, for the peace of which, mind. Which, of yeah, which at a is, low interest. Which is why it's not for just royalty. That's $200 right. a month? Yeah. I mean, that... To have a whole house generator, peace of mind under blackouts. You know, eventually we're going to get a winter storm. We're going to get hurricanes that are going to come through here. We are going to lose power several times in the next year. And this is not the scare tactic whatsoever. But we have we have been really, really fortunate. We have not had uh, an extensive harsh winter. Yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> and uh, I know everybody's been seeing on social media and they've been hearing about where I think we're in the El Nino season oh, yeah, yeah. right yeah. so what they're predicting is we're going to have a harsh winter this year and we're going to see snowfall we're going to see cold cold temperatures we're going to see the ice storms more common than we have in the past usually we just had that little three or four days and that was it you know the yeah. hurricanes are going to be less as far as as quantity mm-hmm. but the intensity of the hurricane is going to be more Because we're in that El Nino season, which is now the Gulf Stream is up a little higher. We have the the tropical waters that are actually coming up a little bit higher. And you see that on social media. People are talking about, oh, the ocean water at Myrtle Beach is six degrees higher than it has been in the past. And it's because all that tropical water is being pushed up because the Gulf Stream is up really, really high. So we're going to see intense storm this year in in the fall with with hurricane yeah. and that's going to roll right into some intense weather that we're going to see in in the winter time this year. Yep. And the times we do get those icing conditions. Yeah, mm-hmm. People people who just moved here must understand that it is a freak of nature literally that we get 5 or 6 inches of snow. Correct. There have been times we've gotten as much as 20 inches of snow. We're talking over a couple of days. But you get a quarter inch of ice. That's exactly Woo. my point. Watch out. We are far more likely to get a little bit of ice mm-hmm. because we're in a transition phase. Mm-hmm. And and it's worse. In, in between rain and, and snow and ice, and it comes down, and then what happens? We're out of, we got extensive damage. Somebody loses uh, control and hits a, a, a power pole and, yeah. and knocks out the power in pine 20 trees, neighborhoods. The pine trees are U-shaped, touching the ground from the top. Yeah, the, the, that a few years ago when we got a, a snowstorm here, one of the pine trees over my pool. I mean, there was so much snow on the tree, it had started yeah. bowing down and hanging over the pool. It's yeah. just, it happens. Phil is on the phone from Raleigh. Hey, Phil, how you doing? Fine, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. I'm wondering if you ever heard of this situation in this area. I had a friend in Houma, Louisiana. Yeah. After one of their hurricanes, everybody on the block had natural gas generators, and the last guy on the block couldn't use his because there wasn't enough natural gas pressure left. 
Mm. Now I have, no, that's good. That's I've not good heard that situation here. Wow. You know, that is a utility that is a utility demand situation, and and typically, uh, in my experience here, um, we did have one one uh, occasion where we had some. Uh, natural gas problems in Salisbury, North Carolina, and, and typically that was because the, the main broke. Uh, oh. uh, and, 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 and then we had one situation in Durham. Again, they, uh, they hit a, um, uh, a car accident, took out a pumping station, and natural gas was cut off. I have not had that situation, but we're not in Louisiana. We haven't had massive, massive area of a whole demand uh, knocked yeah. out. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, we've had neighborhoods that are hurt. Thousands of people's in there. I mean, I have some neighborhoods that have 10 generators in them, you know, neighbor after neighbor after neighbor. We put one in and we just keep going right down right, the street. Right. I have not had that situation. But I will tell you that you will have situations with propane mm. more than you will have with natural gas. Is that right? That's correct. And people yeah. just can't get another delivery. Well, if the roads are bad and you're, yeah. just, and you're heating your home with propane and your generator and your water heater and your tank's not large enough yeah. and you need to be refilled, propane companies are not going to put those big trucks on the road. Not when it's icy. Well, here's something else that you got to consider. Did the propane company put the correct size tank in for the demand that you need to sustain the days that you need? Mm-hmm. And that is key because you see a lot of company, a lot of people put generators in and they have two 125 barrel style uh propane tanks that so are up that like two days well they put them piggybacked right okay and you can get some days out of it if it's a sunny day at 80 degrees right right you're, because we're, we're, that that gas is more vapor but if what if you're below 30 what if you're below 40 and we got more liquid in that tank or if, or we're sucking more gas out of that tank before it can transition into vapor right then it starts icing up so if you ever see a tank icing up right they are sucking way more gas than what they what they can supply okay and it's not it's not going from vapor back uh, liquid to vapor or the tank's too small or they got a restriction obviously but typically you'll see that the tank's too small yeah you got and then you you're and sure then you're, you're like what brock said you're not getting that seven day window you're getting only two days right well, Phil, thanks for calling. It's a good question, Thank Phil. Thank it's you, a Phil. Very good question. I'll tell you what. I'm glad that you're here and that you're ready to answer any questions like that. That's a good question. That's a, that's a good question. You the only time seen that happen. Yeah, the only time I have been told by the natural gas companies that they will actually shut uh, their system off as if it's a it's a natural disaster yeah. or if they've got a major major break in the system. Right. But other than that, they should have the volume of demand to accommodate what they're what they're supplying. And it's it's not often the gas company shuts down. That very I'm, yeah, I've never seen that. I mean, I mean, it's not like the electrical company they go they get shut down every Tuesday. I mean, it's possible, obviously, but I I haven't heard of anything like that. All right. Sounds good. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier here with Dave Alexander on making your home great on WPTF. AM 680 WPTF, making your home great. Final minutes here with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Get your calls in now. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier is here. You want to talk about generators or you want to talk about insulation? That's fine. 
919-860-9783. I should be honest with you. I'm all out of Cape Fear Seafood gift certificates. I've got to save something for Brock and Joel. (laughs) (laughs) Shh. Don't tell anybody. 919-860-9783. No, we don't do that. We do not keep them. I went to Cape Fear Seafood on my own nickel. Good, good, good meal. It was. Yeah, my wife and I went there, and it was uh, surprisingly very, very good food. Right. Joel Worsham is here from Comfort First Heating and Cooling, talking just about generators. I happen to be in a small town, small enough, that when I tell people where, you know, where I live, they say, huh? <laughs> and I have to describe it in relation to Zebulon. Right. When you're describing anything in relation to Zebulon, <laughs> you're not the highest priority on the electrical grid. So maybe I should talk about this. Mm-hmm. There are some of us in the rural North Carolina, uh, Bailey. Right. Right? Yeah. Where, you know, you maybe you're not the first in line. No, yeah. You're you're at the end of the line. Yeah. You know, if power goes out, where are they going? They're going to go to Raleigh. They're, they're going go to hospitals, yep. schools, mm-hmm. government areas first, and then they're going to go to the most heavily populated areas, and then they'll eventually come out to the rural area and take care of those you know, few customers that are on that one line. I know you just want to say it. Those hicks, <laughs> those those country folk are out there. But what you have to prepare for is yeah. if you do get that generator, is you want to. Obviously, you don't have natural gas in that area because you're way out in the rural area. No, I got propane. So you're going to make sure that you size that tank for the. You know, you you may be looking at a 500 gallon tank oh, or yeah. a thousand. You know what I typically tell customers is. What has been your average power outage that you've sustained? And they right. go, I don't know. Well, you can find that out from your you you, you, you know your power company. Really? Yes. Uh, and then and then what I look at is go above that. Yeah. You know. So if you have say uh, your most common power outage has been eight hours. Yeah. Uh, I would say you might want to extend that to twelve. And then how many times during a year are you going through those 12-hour limits or 12-hour experiences? And then what do we – so we're looking at getting to 10 days. Uh, If you want to get to that 10 days, we need to size the generator correctly, the right size, with the proper load management devices to accommodate. the. Because what we want to do is be able to not be on that generator 100% demand where it's really, really pulling the gas through the carburetor. Right. And then – Make sure you have enough to go beyond that with with that that tank. I have a four cylinder automobile. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with it, but I'm not taking it to Chicago. Okay, I'm not driving thousands of miles in this little car. Mm-hmm. I'm also not going to run it three hundred thousand miles. It's in. It is, I'm just not not going to plan on that. Talk to me about generator lifespan, and should I underbuy or overbuy on generators? Mm, good question. If you are in a super large home, yeah, you know, and I'm gonna say five thousand to that ten thousand square foot range. You, That's about my range. Yeah, you definitely need <laughs> to be uh, thinking about maybe I need to be in a liquid cool generator, which is a uh, going to be a six-cylinder or an eight-cylinder yeah. engine with a radiator and a water pump like a car. Oh, yeah. 
and 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 but you can get by with air cooled on those. But again, it's all about what are you trying to sustain and how long you're trying to sustain it. Yeah. Uh, and what what are conveniences are you wanting? Uh, in generators, uh, you don't have to overbuy. It's I mean, it, you're only talking a few dollars to get to that next level. Yeah. So. Why not? You know, most common size you're going to see is that 20 range, that 20 to 26 range. Uh, a KW rating is what I'm looking at. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but y- it's it's not going to give you any more than, say, that 18 as far as efficiency is running. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it may give you one more air conditioner. It may give you your cooking source. Yeah. And that's what you kind of have to look at. And the I'm making an investment. How long can I expect this to last? Well, it's just like anything else. How how if you don't ever take care of that car and get it maintained, it's not going to give you that three hundred thousand miles, right? Right. right. So a generator is the same way. Typical if a generator is sized right, installed right, maintained, uh, twenty to twenty five years easily. Yeah, in part because I'm not running it a lot. Yeah, it's not a demand factor like that an air conditioning system has yeah. where you're using it every single day. Yeah. Uh, but when you do have to use it, you do want it ready to go. And because of that, do they start up every week? They will exercise. Uh, our generators will exercise every single week uh, yeah. for a short run time, yeah. uh, typically under five minutes. Uh, and we usually do that midday. You know, uh, and then twice a year, we're going to do a full test uh, where we can actually see it. It's going to run about 45 minutes, and that's usually in the springtime in the fall. That's just to get it all kind of hot, get it, get the engine lubricated, yeah. burn off any uh, uh, condensation that's on the air filters and the fuel system, and, and get it ready to fire off. Can I put my generator under my neighbor's master bedroom window oh, yeah. and run test at 3 a.m.? Yes. You, I mean, you can put it near his window. I wouldn't put it directly under his window, but you can put it near it, but you're not going to have a happy neighbor. The, the war is brewing. <laughs> it would kill him. It, 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 no. There's fuels. No. We, we don't want to exhaust about that nuisance. it. Yeah, just, well, people say, how loud are these? Right? Yeah. Like a lawnmower? It's like an industrial lawnmower. Yeah. But okay. the great thing about exercise yeah. is it only it only is going to run half the RPMs that it would under a full demand. Sure. Yeah, because it's like a motor, so it's, it's not pegging out the RPMs. It's in, it's in. You know, it's like a whisper mode, right? Bro, bro, right. So it's doing eighteen hundred RPMs. Idle. Yeah, it's doing eighteen hundred RPMs versus thirty six hundred when it's on demand. You bad. can idle your uh, zero turn lawnmower underneath the, his window. That I have the same effect. Oh, I have. <laughs> oh, you have okay. at three a.m. <laughs> you know, it's better to mow when it's dark. I'm not going to lie. Well, it's a lot. The, it's a lot more the, comfortable. Uh, Hardware, uh, uh, Bernie and Bernie and Sons hardware. Uh, uh, Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff, no, Jeff Hastings, Jeff Hastings, Hastings. Burke Brothers. Burke Brothers. He mows is at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he's <laughs> got he's got lights on his lawnmower, but he's, he lives out. You know, he's got a farm, so he doesn't. His neighbors aren't close. His, he measures his um, neighbors in acres. Yeah, I know that's right, nice. Five that must acres be nice. away. It's, it's very nice. All right, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Uh, I, we sometimes get into a topic and we don't have time for this. How do we contact you? You're going to call 919-777-1777, or you can go to www.yourcomfortfirst.com. We should mention Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Contacting you is easy. It is. You can call Joel Worsham, and he will give you my phone number. (laughs) Uh, No, you can find us at triangleradiantbarrier.com or 919-986-8808. All right. Joel, you are the guy who knows 
where and when the power fails. Because when I get a generator from you, you're you're willing to put a little chip on there or essentially a little piece of hardware monitoring system like a cell phone. Yep. And it contacts you and your company. It actually contacts me directly, and I direct it where it needs to go. You <laughs> never us. sleep. Uh, no, I, we do have multiple people on call, and they got the same format. But I get the uh, the manager's app, so to speak. So yeah. I'm seeing what we're seeing. I'm seeing that front that came yeah. through on Tuesday. Yeah. I saw it hit the Appalachians. Uh, and I could see where it was heading and what we were seeing as far as power outages just by the generators that were firing on. And I could tell you it hit Hickory first. Obviously, it was coming north, yeah. northwest down to southeast. Yeah. Um, we had generators running. We had generators instantly starting up uh, in the Hickory area, and I was like, well, here it comes towards Greensboro. Here it comes. I can see it's going to yeah. go towards Cary. Now, how many, how, many, uh, how many of these are you monitoring? Uh, right now on our monitoring system, I think we're like at 500 generators. Can you picture the power goes out and your phone pings 500 times? I what? think my phone is annoying. Yeah. That's yeah. It's got no. a vibration notification. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it on silent. The reason I bring it up, we've got less than a minute. You know this, and the reason you want to know this is because you know the generators that have been running for eight or ten hours. Yeah, I want, if we have that customer care package at a customer's house that they want uh, us to come out and uh, see if they need their oil yeah. changed or, or added during a 12-hour extended runtime. We're going to be able to see that and get that truck moving in that direction and get it scheduled. And and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to lift a finger about this. No. No. Very good. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. What's that fun number again? 919-777-1777. And we will be back 1 o'clock next Saturday, FM 98.5, AM 680, Making Your Home Great. This is Making Your Home Great.